You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. Uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, Shane. Don't got a ton of news today. It was a little bit of a slow Wednesday, so we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode, Shane. Uh, we got a couple things to hit on. We'll get on that in just a minute, but we're going to make this a mailbag segment show. Let's get into a little bit of news, and uh, I think that's going to do it for this one, but are you ready to do it? Let's do it, man. All right, Shane, but before we start doing the segments here, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I don't even know when this clip came out, but it just came on my radar here on Wednesday. Our old friend Jalen Hurts, obviously down there at Oklahoma, and he's a uh, front runner for the Heisman. He's tearing it up there down there for the Sooners, and he just had this. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of hilarious post game presser here. I just wanted to share this clip, Shane, and just get your thoughts on it. Instagram uh, right after the South Dakota game that you went to the weight room. Is that something that you always do? You go to the weight room immediately after games? I had something on my mind, so I, I, I got it off my, my chest and went and got some work in. Jalen, what was on your mind after the game? Getting more work in. All right, Shane. So depending on who you believe, <laughs> this man is either just driven like hell to meet Alabama in the playoff and show them they, they picked the wrong quarterback. That's one way to read it. <laughs> or I've also seen people read this as just, you know, Nick Saban's had a, you know, his image has been put onto Jalen Hurts, and we're seeing that help in the Oklahoma roster. What are your thoughts on this one, Shane? Do you think it's uh, he's got Alabama on his mind, or he's just been, his mind has been warped by Nick Saban? Well, I think it's a little bit of the old Saban. I mean, that's the first thing I thought about when I'm watching it. I'm like, who does this guy remind you of, you know? Sound like Nick Saban Jr. up there. So uh, I, I thought, well, maybe he was upset about the game, you know, but they won 70 to 14. So that wasn't the issue, mm-hmm. you know, 259, three touchdowns. He also had 47 yards rushing. So maybe he's mad he didn't get 100 yards rushing. I don't know, you know. So the more that I, I, I see this, the only, the only thing that maybe it is, is they did drop. Did you notice that in the rankings? <laughs> I don't think players give a shit about that in <laughs> early September. Well, I mean, it, it could come into play at the end of the season. I don't know. That's, I mean, we're nitpicking right here. Jayla's been playing great. 
everybody's been kissing his ass over there in Oklahoma, so I can't imagine why he would be mad. So I'll tell you why, been... Shane, because what I just said there, he should be Alabama's starting quarterback right now. He got passed aside for Tua. Yes, Tua's an amazing quarterback, but I think this guy's just driven, and he knows there's an outstanding chance that Alabama's going to the college football playoff again. And he knows he's in a position to meet him there. And he is just driven. Like you said, they scored 70 points. And I don't even think he's thinking about that game anymore. He's thinking about the next one. He's thinking about dominating that next opponent because they're going to have to win every game probably to get to the playoff. And that's what I think that's what's on Jalen Hurts' mind. Mm, he wants that Eisman too, man. Exactly. He wants, some, you know <laughs> he wants to be Tua for it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe you're right, brother. I mean, the road – to success is a lot easier there in Oklahoma than it is in Alabama. All right, Shane, last thing here to open with. I just thought this was too good not to share. Some of the Gamecocks, obviously, you know, South Carolina's hosting Alabama. CBS game of the week, first one of the year. They got Tua, I don't know how to say his name, coming to town. (laughs) Ty. Tub, tub, I don't know. Tub oil? I don't know. I really don't. No, I don't. I don't know how to. Give it a shot. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce his last name? I don't know. I don't know him ever. How do you pronounce to his last name? I really can't tell you. I really don't even want to try to either. How do you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Uh, Tunga Vailoa. All right, Shade, it's, uh, I know it's a difficult <laughs> one, but it's not that hard, I don't think. But it's oh, it's Tua hard, man. Tongue of Aloha. Can you Tua Tongue of No, I can't, dude. You know me. I, I barely just know. You heard me butcher Cavassier the other day. I don't even know if I said that right. Uh, Tua Tongue of No, no, I can't. Tua Tongue of Is that right? No, that's not right, but, but good try, Shane. <laughs> that's Tua, Tua, that's that's his name. So uh, Tua, Tua Tango, how do you say it? Tua, Tongue of Aloha. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna learn it. Maybe I'll try with his little brother. You know, I'll have it knocked out here in about eight years. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, last thing I wanted to hit you on, Shane, before we jump to the mailbag. I do not understand this. I do not recommend this for anyone out there. I did a double take when I saw this. But apparently at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Shane, someone mm-hmm. has went down there and placed $1,000 on straight-up money line for Auburn to beat Kent State. And Auburn is favored at minus uh, 20000 So what that means, this is not against the spread. This is just straight-up this guy's betting on Auburn to beat Kent State. And Auburn is such a huge <laughs> favorite that if he wins this, they are going to hand him a thousand dollars, which he bet plus five. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's essentially risking a thousand dollars to earn five dollars, <laughs> and I do not understand this one, Shame. I'm just recommending. I'm sure all our listeners are smart smart enough not to do this, but uh, just just don't don't be this guy. Is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's risky, buddy. That is risky. I'd rather. Take my chances with a roulette wheel or something like that, you know. But, oh, man. So he just gets $5. That's it. Right. And he'll, get his, even... he'll get his original 1000 back. So, I mean, th- this must be a guy that, uh, you know, he really loves to gamble, but he just 
He just can't. <laughs> he can't risk anything at the moment. <laughs> or he's just. He just doesn't want to pay for breakfast anymore. You know. <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna bet on the on the over every time, and uh, I'm gonna get my five bucks. I'm gonna go run down here to Hardy's or Carl Juniors or whatever they got over there. I'm gonna get me a sausage biscuit and a coffee, and I'll have some change left. So this may be the smartest move ever, Mike. <laughs> and it wasn't me. So quit, quit asking. <laughs> All right, Shady. So that's going to do it for that stuff. Let's do some mailbag questions. Let's do it. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't have to answer the questions. I'll answer the questions. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. What do you got? Okay, here we go. What color is a fire truck? Oh, oh God, I always get these. Um, okay, uh, all right, fire truck. Fire truck, fire truck, fire truck. What are those red fire trucks? All right, Shane, so uh, who we got first on the mailbag edition here? First one comes from Kyle Lovingsgood on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at KLoveAggs, A-G-G-S. It says, uh, what team do you think the Aggies upset this year and why? You need to do a bold prediction segment on your podcast based on what we've seen so far this season. Hmm. That's a good question, Mike. I mean, the crazy thing is I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we we pumped up this uh, Texas A&M Clemson game, you know. It's against the first-ranked team in the nation. Mm -hmm. But they've also got the second-ranked the third-ranked and the fourth-ranked team in the nation. So, uh, isn't LSU Ford now? Don't they? Isn't it Alabama, uh, Georgia, and LSU? I believe so, yeah, two, three, and four right now. Jeez, <laughs> murder's row here. And not to mention Auburn. I think Auburn's eight. So, out of those, I guess those is what the ones we'll consider upsets. Which one are you leaning more toward? Like, if you had to predict an upset. I'm going to be honest with you, Shane. I don't think they can beat any of them after what I saw on Saturday. And I'll tell you why. Because with Jay Sean Corbin going down, that I know Clemson, you know, I keep hearing their, their defense is solid. I don't watch a ton of Clemson. But considering the fact they lost all those defensive linemen that are now in the NFL, you know, they're all high-round draft picks. And then Texas A&M gets them week two of the season, and they can't move them on the ground. I know Kellamon had a really bad game, but the fact that they couldn't rush the ball, that really killed them too. If they're not going to be able to rush about against you know, Clemson's front that's basically reworked, are, are they going to run it on Auburn right now? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to run it on LSU? I don't think so. I, so I guess if I had to say, I'll, if I have to pick one, Shane, because that's kind of specifically what the question was, I, I'll go with it. But <laughs> I think if I'm going to pick one, People are going to think I'm, I'm just hating on this team at this point. But if I'm going to pick one, Shane, I'm going to say Alabama. But that could change on Saturday because Alabama gets their first real test. And I don't even know if it is a test, but you know you know what I mean. It's a conference game. Mm-hmm. It's on the road. I really want to – I've not seen enough of Alabama this season to get a truly a good read on them, particularly that young defense. But as I'm looking at it right now, Shane, a and is going to have two weeks to prepare – it, the game's in College Station, and one thing we know about this uh, Mike Elko defense, they are outstanding defending the run. Alabama's already having issues on the ground game, in my opinion, 
Uh, so that's an area of the game A&M can win it. But I don't I as strange as that may sound, Shane, a lot of people that may be the one they're least likely to win. Uh, that's the only one at this point that I'm seeing that I would, uh, if I had to pick one of these games, I would even say that Alabama game. I, I think that Auburn game may be tougher than the Alabama game, and that that's a pretty bold statement at this point. Yeah, because that's the one I'm predicting. You know, The thing about this Auburn game is they're going to be coming off of Tulane, Kent State. And then all of a sudden, it's it's conference play. It's Texas A&M. They're at Texas A&M. That's the one I like. That's the one I've got circled for a couple of reasons. One, Auburn has been struggling running the ball. And say what you want about Texas A&M in this Clemson game. They held one of the greatest running backs in the country like at, at an average of 3.3 yards a carry. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's a huge feat. And Auburn doesn't have that type of, of – offense you know Bo Nix is is nowhere near as good as uh oh sunshine over there you know what I'm saying (laughs) he's just he's just not now can he be absolutely you know he's a true freshman so I think there's a moment but man these guys are eating high on the hog right now and I think this is kind of a sneaky little trap game you know what I'm saying Texas A&M has showed me enough with their defense I think that they can keep Auburn in check and if Mon settles down, then I think he can expose some of Auburn's defense. Uh, you know, even though they got a great front as well, they got. I mean, the the one big concern for me right now is the running back situation, just mm-hmm. because we don't know what we have back there right at this moment. So, but uh, they got a week to get it right. So that's the one I'm looking at. Now, Shay, if we want to go a step further, he's asking for some bold predictions after week two. I think I'm ready to give a couple of those as well. I think you might even tend to agree with this first one, and it, I think it's pretty bold. But again, I'm kind of basing this. I I try. I'm really trying to base this on what we've seen after two weeks, mm-hmm. not basing it on all off season the stuff we've been talking about. But how about this, Shane? Is this this is pretty bold? <laughs> but I don't know how crazy it is. LSU the favorite to win the West right now. Am I crazy? <laughs> At this given moment, week two, no, you're not, because they're the only ones that have proven it right now. And it's not it's not against Georgia or Alabama. It's just or, I'm sorry, we're going just the West, right? Yeah, I mean just yeah, just to win the West. Okay, yeah, I mean well, I mean Alabama hasn't played anybody, you know, and the only other competition would be Auburn at this given moment. I mean, there's some other teams that could sneak up, but LSU went to Texas, man. They they played a good team. I don't I don't want to say they're great because I just bashed them for a week. So um, I, I think at this given moment, if Joe continues to do what he's doing and and uh, this defense continues to be LSU defense, I, I think that's not crazy. That's not a crazy bold statement. And now look at it this way too, Shane. Obviously, they got a lot of tough games coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting LSU is just going to run the table here and just destroy everybody. But some of their tougher games, Shane, Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, they get them all in Baton Rouge right there. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. the biggest obstacles at Alabama. That's going to be – I mean, they haven't beat Alabama, what, eight tries in a row. So right. that's the big one. But outside of that one, I mean, I think all the rest of their toss-up games – 
maybe the exception of Mississippi State. They do have to travel to Mississippi State. And I, I'm really impressed what I've seen in Mississippi State so far, particularly if Tommy Stevens is healthy. So that's going to be a real test. But, yeah, I'm starting to lean that way just after week two. Like I said, this could, Alabama comes <laughs> out here and, and smokes South Carolina. That may change my tune. But after two weeks, I think uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Okay. And I got one more I for you, Shane. I, I, oh, okay. I'm ready right, for, keep I, it I came ready for these bold takes. Keep it coming, buddy. Now, I know you're you're not going to like this one, Shane. You're going to get pretty angry, I think. And I'm <laughs> not trying to piss off some of our most loyal listeners here, Shane, but go with me here. Okay. Terry Wilson just went down. I know there's a ton of hype on Sawyer Smith and what he can do this weekend when Kentucky hosts Florida. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Kentucky drops that game to Florida. Let's just say it happens. Mm-hmm. The following game, Shane, at Mississippi State. The following game to that, at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then two, they get a bye week, then they host Arkansas. That should be an easy win. But then after that, at Georgia. And then the next game, Missouri. I mean, I think there's a real chance that if Kentucky stumbles against Florida, they're going to lose all these SEC games with the exception of Arkansas. And they're going to – I know hopes are higher in Kentucky. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you're asking for a bold take here. I think uh, we may be underrating how important Terry Wilson is. And, yes, we we like what we've seen from Sawyer Smith so far, but we just don't know about these quarterbacks until they've stepped into the spotlight and played in the SEC. Let's say he's – I'm not saying he's going to be a disaster, but if he is – I don't think it's out of the question that that Kentucky just goes into a free fall here. Am I crazy? <laughs> Anything can happen, man. It's college football, and it, it really, I think, is on the shoulders of Smith here because we've seen a small sample size last week. Of course, we've seen all the highlight videos coming out of Troy. You know, those those things paired together with the the progression that they're starting to make this season makes me think that they won't drop all those games, but this is an emotional team, man. And also, you know, when, with an emotional team, the thing that worries me is, you know, here you got coach saying, look at us, look at us, look how good we are, look how many games we've won. Every, they're on cloud nine right now, and if they drop the Florida game, yeah, I could see a small implosion here and definitely affecting the next series of games. Now, I guess you could flip that the other way, too, though, Shane, and say if they beat Florida, that's a huge momentum swing. Mississippi State, the next game, their quarterback's kind of dinged up. South Carolina's already lost their quarterback. Maybe that's another easy win for Kentucky. Uh, Missouri, we've already seen them drop to Wyoming, so maybe they're a little bit overrated. So I guess I'm just trying to say it could go either way. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not piling on Kentucky here, but I, I just think that's how big this Florida game is this, this weekend. Okay. All right, man. No, I agree with you. I think there's a lot riding on this game. Um, Now, for my bold, uh, I want to start off with probably an easy one. Probably saw this one coming a little bit because I've been talking about it. Tennessee's going to the SEC championship game. No, no. Tennessee is not, unfortunately. But Ole Miss is going to a bowl game, Mike. I'm telling you right now. I like what I'm seeing with the defense. I'm liking what I'm seeing with Matt. I think they're going to catch a few teams off guard in the SEC. As long as they keep progressing the way they're doing it, I definitely see this team bouncing back. Hmm. So that's my that's my bold take. 
that's my first one. Mm-hmm. Not too bold, you know, because they're they're one and one. They're on their way. They only got five more games they got to win to make this bowl, but I definitely see it happening. What what say you on that one? Well, I think obviously that Arkansas game, if they were to drop that, I would definitely say they are not. But they mm-hmm. they obviously won it. They dominated it. I think the factor that's going to decide it, Shane, and I'm going to need to study this team a little bit more, but. This week they get a cupcake, Southeast Louisiana. That should be another easy win. But the following week, Shane, that's the game on my mind. They're playing Cal in Oxford. Thankfully it's in Oxford, Mm -hmm. and they just announced the time. It's going to be 9 a.m. California time, so that's perfect for the Rebels. They're getting a break there. But this Cal team, they just went and upset Washington, who is a top – I think they were a top 15 team. So this Cal team – I think is probably pretty good. I think that's the make or break one, Shane. Ole Miss has to get that win. If they mm-hmm. get it, they got teams like Vanderbilt, New Mexico State left on the schedule. I think there's a real possibility Ole Miss does go to a bowl game, but it's going to come down to that Cal game. Yeah, and I think they get it. And honestly, I think it comes down to the Egg Bowl, buddy. You know, I think it's going to come down to old Mississippi State there at the end. And if they got the momentum, I think they've got an opportunity to win that game. So, bowl take, you know, how, again, we don't even know if Tommy's going to be there in time. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what players are going to be there because mm-hmm. of the suspension. So, there's a there's a lot of factors along the way. And I, I don't know if I could predict them to upset. You know, I talked a lot about Auburn, you know, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Auburn's kind of impressed me a little bit. So, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of backing off that bet. But, um you know, I, I do like what I'm seeing with Ole Miss, and, and that's huge, man, because a lot of people are counting them out this year, and to go from, you know, expecting nothing to being a bowl-eligible team, that's that's huge for Coach Luke. So my other bold prediction, bold statement here, and it's uh, one I've already said, but I'm doubling down on it. And I think the golden goose, the new golden goose, that is Mr. One Helensky, is going to help South Carolina – become the best team in the state of South Carolina. They upset Clemson. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I like that you found yourself a new golden goose. <laughs> I know. I know. I was worried. I was searching, man. I was searching. And Helensky's it, man. They've crowned him. I, I mean, obviously, it's just one game. It's Charleston Southern. It's Charleston Southern. But they've done what, knocked out one team in South Carolina they're going to knock out the other. I think uh, I think Dabo and them, they're going to look o- overlook these guys. I think uh, when it's time, Feaster's going to – he's going to emerge. He's going to – I mean, there's just going to be so much hatred in that game. Uh, you know, Coach only cares about two things. That's his football team and winning, and they want to win the state of South Carolina. So my bold take is South Carolina upsets Clemson. What, what's it going to take, Shane, for you to – what do you need to see from Helensky this weekend against Alabama for him to keep that uh, Golden Goose nickname? Not getting rattled, man. You know, he he was easy to celebrate last week. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see him, like we talked about, playing on your toes, not your heels. I don't want to him because Saban's going to be throwing it at him. I mean, Saban knows that this kid's untested and he's going to be throwing blitz packages left and right at him. And I want to see him with good pocket awareness and good safe throws when he needs to. Don't be afraid to throw it out of bounds. You know, just don't get caught behind the stick. So if I see that, if I see that progression where he's actually not 
like the moment's not too big for him, then I'll know. I'll know that's the golden goose. All right, I got you, Shane. Is that it for our bold takes? That's it. That's it for the bold takes for now, Mike. I, I do like that. We should do that more often. Mm-hmm. All right. The good <laughs> the good news is um, I don't mind's rot until the last week of the year. So <laughs> now if Ole Miss drops the cow, that that bold take is going to take a hit, but. Uh, I don't think they will, man. All right, Mike. This next mailbag question comes from our Reddit page. Again, you can get us at that SEC podcast on Reddit. It's from a longtime listener, T H G I R W A, the Gerwa. Awesome mailbag, Mike. On a side note, I like you staying. I like that you stay objective and neutral with the SEC flair. But I'm also curious to know more about you, your experience in college football as a fan. To clarify, I do really appreciate how objective the journalistic and journalistic you are on the pot. Good God, man. I got to stop reading the or stop drinking one. It's a good balance with Shane. Just he can't read. He's illiterate. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. (laughs) Just curious to know more about you and how you experience the game outside of your professional career. Mike, you know, the thing is, Mike, I know you like, I know there's a small piece of you that likes Tennessee. Hell, you graduated there, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely do. My thing is, I kind of, it's kind of weird working this job, Shane. It's not quite what you think it would be. It's awesome. I'm not complaining at all because a lot of people work a lot harder than I do. But it's just different. You know, like uh, the best example I can give you, and he's probably not going to appreciate this example that I'm using here, but remember we, obviously when jo- Josh Dobbs completed his Hail Mary in Athens? Yeah. What was your reaction? Oh, me? Oh, I was screaming and crying and running up and down the halls, man. I was on cloud freaking nine. Right, and I assume that's how most fans were, Shane. You know what my reaction was? What's that? Oh, shit, I got to get this up on the internet as soon as I can. And I got to think of a clever headline and then, and then we got to post that. And then I got to post, you know, fans reaction to it. And then I got to post, Oh, they got, they got video from uh, the sideline and then they got, Oh shit. Someone put Titanic to it. Let's put that online. Like that's kind of, (laughs) it's so, like I said, it's not, um, it's not that I'm complaining, but it's just like, it's almost like you become a little numb to it where you don't get, yeah. you don't get to live the moment. It's not quite like being a super fan. Obviously, I'm a fan of this stuff. That's why I wanted to do it. You know, I'm not I'm not complaining like I said, but you just lose a little bit of fandom when you do this stuff. And I like to drink beer and eat good food and watch all the games, but I can't do that either because I got to be taking them all in. I'm writing articles about it all day. I try to watch every single SEC game. That's why I got four TVs set up on Saturday. And then on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, I'm any spare time I have when I'm not working, I'm watching these games again because it's just it's so hard to watch all of them at, at the same time. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I like to give each yeah. one individual attention. But, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's um, – I, I love. I only do it because I love college football. And I think it's awesome, and uh, I, I like the NFL too. But I don't really even watch that anymore because I just don't have time. I'm just so into the SEC football. But yeah, I am a Tennessee grad. But at the same time, Shane, like you know, I get a lot of hate for people thinking that I hate the Gators and stuff. If the Gators went zero and twelve, you know how many 
Gator fans we'd have listening to this podcast, we wouldn't have none because they, w- they wouldn't care. And that's kind of like Tennessee fans right now. They're tuning, yeah. in, they're tuning out right now. And that's yeah. bad for business and it's bad for the podcast and it's bad for the website I work for. So I, d- I don't want to see any of these teams suck. I want to see them all be good. I know it's not really possible for that to happen, but I'd like to see them all win in the non-conference. And then I like to see these awesome conference games. You know, I hate to see Tennessee sucking. I hate to see Arkansas sucking because I know there's so many good, passionate fans around uh, that it's just, I don't know, it, it just kind of, it makes it not as much fun when it's just uh, Alabama and Georgia kicking everyone's ass. But, I mean, it's great for those fans, but the rest of the 12, it kind of sucks. And um, <laughs> my only other thing is, you know, when you get to know some of these players and some of these coaches, you you kind of root for them, you know, because yeah. a, a lot of these guys have great stories and uh, not all of them. I mean, some of them are assholes, just like everybody else, you know. Just you, like Shane. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and you root against those people too. But uh, you lose a little bit of fandom too when you're doing that because you don't want to just be like, I don't know, if you really want to get good stuff from people, you kind of got to open up to them and, and, and treat them like a person like they are. And then you can't just turn around and be like, well, this fucking coach sucks. When when he just you just spoke to him as, as like a person and as a good guy and – um, I don't know. So it changes a little bit there too, but uh, yeah, you're right. I, I graduated from university of Tennessee. I like to see them do well. Uh, I don't, I hate to see them losing. I think it sucks. And uh, I think it sucks for all the good fans I know, but it's, it sucks for all the fans of all the teams when their team sucks. So yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of my spiel. And uh, I just, I don't know. That's I good. just love college football. That's good, man. And smaller version of that you know just doing this podcast is really i don't know it's kind of changed my perception a lot to college football as well i mean we've just this is what season two right Mm -hmm. so i mean in two years i've always been a conference guy and i know some people hate that i mean you say well uh you know if your team loses as long as the conference wins you know i i've just i've always been i never understood why you wouldn't i can understand like if it's a Tennessee Alabama situation and you're not rooting obviously for Alabama in a national championship because third Saturday on October is still a touchy subject you know but I've always been one of those guys like okay if Alabama did beat us and they're compete for national champs you know hey we did lose and maybe we didn't play as well as we should have but dude we lost to a national champ I mean what do you think was going to happen so I don't know it's just kind of that I've always had that conference play mentality and you know but it is hard i mean here we are tennessee's 0 and two i'm getting jokes left and right you know here's one for you mike knock knock who's there owen owen who owen two that's what tennessee is right now buddy you know i saw that on line the other day <laughs> you know it's hard when your teams lose it but for me personally and then here we talk about Georgia landing another five-star recruit and Florida being undefeated going up here and playing Kentucky, you know, it's just, but the, the more that I've done this podcast, the more I've, I've come to like some of the players, like you said, you know, like we talked about cash and, you know, some of the, the players now I've got my golden goose touchdown, Tommy, you know, uh, Joe down there in LSU. LSU's won me more money than anybody this year, so I'm <laughs> I'm a big fan of the LSU Tigers. So um, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's different, but I tried the multiple TV thing this week, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you do that. I, I know you're set up. You got three and four of them bad boys going. I had two, 
and I, it was driving me nuts because I, I'd turn the volume down on this one, and then uh, something's going over here, and I'd go to turn the volume up, and I'm turning the other TV up, and it's just I was like, this is this is not going to work out. I'm a one TV kind of <laughs> guy, so that I think that kind of took a little bit of the joy of the of the experience out for me. So, but uh, fantastic, fantastic mailbag question, man. Great answer, Mike. All right, one I got one more. Okay. All right, this one comes from Junior on Twitter, at JCKingJr83. It's a mailbag question. If the Vols lose Saturday, does Fulmer fire Pruitt and name himself interim head coach? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this one floating around a little bit, Mike. Yeah, and I got even people DMing me on Twitter saying, why in the hell is Saturday Down South writing this crap <laughs> apparently that's a lot of it's coming from from us but it's not coming from me but yeah if they lose on saturday oh god against chattanooga um i still don't think they would fire him right after that but i think they would that would basically be the end of the jeremy pruitt era as far as we know it you know but i don't know that's that's just such a weird question because we're i mean what's Tennessee, what other- Tennessee is really struggling, obviously, but it's just it's just wild to me because this is just kind of the way I've been covering the SEC long enough to know that fans just get in an uproar after a loss, and they deserve to. I'm not saying they don't, mm-hmm. but we're just so quick to make these decisions. I mean, uh, I would say 90% of LSU fans were ready to fire Coach O when he lost to Troy. Mm-hmm. They might win the national championship. What is this? Uh, <laughs> two years later, like, uh, do we even talk about Troy anymore? Uh, I mean, how many F- Kentucky fans? I don't know if Ollie was among them or not. We weren't. You didn't have a show back then, but about three years ago, they were ready to fire Mark Stoops. I mean, there was there's yeah. people calling into his radio show telling him to to <laughs> quit and, and you know save Kentucky some money. And now he just won SEC Coach of the Year. Just won ten games. Like. Football is, uh, particularly SEC college football, it's just not something that gets built overnight. And, yes, Jeremy Pruitt, I don't think he – I thought he did a terrible job there in that Georgia State game. I thought Mm -hmm. he did a much better job at BYU, but it doesn't really matter. You're still 0-2. But Mm -hmm. if Tennessee's firing people, they're just just resetting the clock and they're just going to suck this year, next year, probably the year after, like at least – with Jeremy Pruitt, you know he's bringing in guys, and it seems like he's mostly just playing all his guys at this point. The only one that's uh, not is is probably Garantano on this because they don't have any other options. So I don't know. I just get really tired of, of this. I don't even know why people are even talking about this because if you fire mm-hmm. Jeremy Pruitt and you bring in Philip Fulmer, he's the guy that hired him. you got to fire Fulmer too, I think, because that because it looks bad on Fulmer for making a stupid-ass hire. Right. I just, there's just no way at this given moment. I just, even if we lose by 40, Mike, there's no way they're firing Pruitt. Uh, I just think you, you can't. We can't. We can't afford it right now. Can we find the money? Apps? I, I probably. You know, we could, there's. I'm sure there's plenty of boosters that have got enough influence to, to get them out. But who the hell is going to take that job? You know what I'm saying? Here, here you're you're saying, okay, come coach at the University of Tennessee. We'll give you one year and two games to get it together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not with your talent, not with the the five stars you got on this team, 
but with the with Pruitt's talent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you, you can't. Uh, you have to have at least at least a bare minimum of three years to really look at your coach and say, okay, he's the guy or he's not the guy because you know here we've got this young talent you saw on the field, but they're young, man. You know they're not. They're not sophomores. They're not redshirt juniors. These kids are freshmen, and they're running out there giving everything they got. So I, I, th- I think it's way too early to judge. Now, you know, am I critical of the quarterback situation? Yes. But, again, it's it's not going to happen. And if it did, let's say, let's say for some weird reason I was completely wrong, we lose to Chattanooga, they fire Pruitt, it will not be Fulmer that takes that job. There's plenty of coaches on this staff you know, it, T. Martin, for crying out loud, was on a short list for this job prior to all this. Not saying that he's going to get the job, but I would imagine that Cheney or Ansley or, you know, somebody on this staff would take the job before. Because say what you want, Fulmer's in a pretty good spot, man. He's running the athletic department. That's a dream job, you know. A lot mm-hmm. of people think. Coaches, coaches, yes, it's stressful, but it's just like any job. Do you want to be the manager or the manager of the managers? You know what I'm saying? Right. The manager's got the the most stress because if he doesn't per- perform, he's out. Well, if you've got enough of those managers messing up, then you're out. But there's there's a, you know, if if Fulmer plays his cards right, he can he can stay in there for years, decades. You see it everywhere. So. I think I think there's no way uh, that he would that he would take that opportunity. He's got his dream job right now. You know what I'm saying? He's working for the University of Tennessee. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I just I just don't see any any way that uh, that coaches out this season. Yeah, I, t- I mean, I don't know what else to say. But <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, all right, get me fired up on mailbag. Jeez Louise, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it on mailbag man we got some other stuff to get to what do we got next the mailbag segment went a little long there uh so i think we're just going to wrap it up with that one we got because uh, there's not a whole lot of news here to get into on wednesday so we'll kind of take a deeper dive here when we do our picks we'll break in just all the news we got around the league as well kind of like we did last week uh, but i think that's going to do it for this one shane unless you got anything before we hop off here just one last thing, Mike. I got some reviews. All right, let's hit it. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. All right, first one. I appreciate everybody taking the time to give us a rating review on iTunes. It really does help us out. Uh, some of you guys want to step further, stealing people's phones, going into best buy doing the you're doing everything i love the hustle mm-hmm. um but i've got a couple i'd like to read mike the first one comes from ravenclaw football awesome name awesomeness five star i love listening to the podcast because it's such an unbiased podcast the games the teams are all covered and fairly and as fairly as possible great insight talking po- talk and points of view this is one of the first i listened to and probably the one I look forward to the most. I look forward to listening more and continuing to tell people about you guys. Ravenclaw, I really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for those kind words. We appreciate it. All right. This one comes from Don Don Tennessee Boy. 
big ups, five star. It's hard to listen when my balls are losing, but I'm still supporting you. <laughs> big Mike and fam fam, Shane. <laughs> well, Don Don, I appreciate you. And it's something like we just discussed. It is rough, but I'm telling you, brighter days are ahead for the big Orange Nation. Yeah, thanks for that one. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate all our ratings and reviews. And, uh, man, we're just chugging along here. Week three of the season coming up here. I'm fired up to uh, make some game predictions, Shane. How about you? Absolutely, buddy. I'm ready for some gambling. I'm on a new hot streak, (laughs) Mike, buddy. My hand is hot. I'm going to Vegas. I put $1,000 on Auburn and walking away with free breakfast. They never saw me coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you for joining me as always. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. All right, Shane, so uh, who we got first on the mailbag edition here? Well, you got unprepared Shane here looking for it, so. Oh, okay. Okay, one second. Let me check. It's amazing how many screenshots I take, you know? Oh, I believe it. (laughs) You don't realize it until it's too late in videos. All right. Getting there. Getting there. Pretty sure I screenshot them. Okay, um, no, that's not it.